0: Blog Talk
1: Radio. Greetings,
0: beings, and people everywhere. My name is Joelle, and I would love to welcome you to tonight's episode of the Vibrarian Radio Show. I am here every Thursday night on the Vibrary Radio Network, which is part of Blog Talk Radio. And uh, I am here every week on Thursday, and I am out to have conversations to discover the truth about certain things in this mysterious and unknown world that we live in. Um, I do have a Facebook community that I would love for you to join. We call ourselves the Good Vibe Tribe. You can find me if you search for The Vibrarian, and that is V-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N. And The Vibrarian community is on Facebook, also on Instagram and Twitter. I would invite you to join me there. I'm always trying to find the information that I think is going to uplift you Elevate your consciousness, raise your vibration, and just in general, be very positive. Tonight, you can listen live if you're online. We have a chat room going, and you're free to ask a question at any time. I will bring it into the conversation as soon as I get an opportunity. If you're on the phone line, you can call in at 646-668-8988, and you can join the conversation. If you press one at any time so that I can know that you have a question to ask. So every week we look at, I believe that knowledge is power. And the big thing that we can do is learn more and expand our knowledge base as a way to basically improve how we perceive and receive the world around us. So much of what happens in terms of how we feel about stuff is whether we feel fearful about it, whether we feel negative response to it, and sometimes we can respond to things out of not knowing any better. So I believe that we can demystify some topics with our conversations that we have, and we can uh, explore together. I kind of call this an adventure quest. Uh, if you know me in, in uh, life, I am a librarian, a uh, librarian. And so I always have been fascinated with books and knowledge, and I read tons of things as a child. There was nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. Someone, uh, we have to have mute. If you're on the phone call, you need to mute your computer. I am getting a little bit of feedback. So um, I found myself reading books as a child in the library about all manner of subjects. And tonight's topic is one that I first encountered when I was probably maybe fifth or sixth grade reading books. Now we all know that young minds are much more open to ideas and our imagination runs wild. We can have tea parties with our imaginary friends and all manner of things that when we grow into adulthood we discard. So I was, I believe at the time, fifth or sixth grade, I think that I had been starting to experience what I now know is astral travel or astral projection. And I remember very clearly being able to look down at myself um, at nighttime or to feel myself kind of move out of what I, I knew to be who I was and look down at myself. I didn't know what this was at the time, and then I read this book, and uh, it scared me so much when I read it that I stopped doing my little journeys and adventures, and then as I grew into my teen years and we all get into our different kind of priorities in life, it kind of departed from me, and I actually forgot about reading that book until just last week. And a friend of mine had reached out to me and asked me, you know, she said, what do you know about this astral projection and astral travel thing? And I said, well, that's funny you should ask, because some of the people who I've been having on my show about psychic life have talked about lucid dreaming and astral projection. And it's one of the things I kind of bookmarked because I wanted to have a conversation about it on my Thursday show. So she said to me, you know, I'm kind of scared about that. I read this book, and I remember it was called "The Stranger with my Face," and I said, "Oh my gosh, that triggered the memory that I remembered that that was the name of the book. So the basic plot is this young girl uh starts to feel a presence around her, and she is doing astral projection, and at some point this disenchanted spirit takes over her body while she has left it to go on an astral travel. And As matter of fact, I think that the spirit induced her or encouraged her to go ahead and leave the body so it could take it over. And then uh, she was stuck looking down at herself while um, this spirit, who I think actually was a sister, a twin sister that she didn't even know that she had, wound up inhabiting her body and basically wrecking havoc on her life until she finally was able to trick her out of her body and get herself back into it. That was the exact story that scared me to death when I was a teenager because I thought, wait, what? You mean that can happen? Someone can take over your body? I mean, and that was it. I never really got into it again. Um, and tried to do any travel because I was just too scared about it. So tonight, I want to talk about astral projection or astral travel. I also want to talk about, um, it's also known as out-of-body experiences or OBEs, as you'll hear it referred to. And then I also want to get into lucid dreaming so we can figure out what the difference is between a lucid dream and astral travel and then I want to get into the phenomenon that has also been out in popular movies and things, which is that of sleep paralysis, where you wake up you're not quite awake, but you can't move, but you're aware that you can't move, and there are different kinds of things that people can experience that can be kind of disruptive to them so that's where we're going to be for about the next fifty minutes or so and I am so excited because tonight I am joined by two wonderful friends of mine and people who I highly respect, and that is uh, Paula. Paula Gore is on the line with us this evening. You may have heard her on my Psychic Inside show a couple weeks ago. She is a singing shaman, and she is located here in the Atlanta area. Welcome, Paula, this evening. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you, Joelle. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. I've also got my dear friend Marcus Howell who is a good friend and clairvoyant. He has also been on my Psychic Inside show and as well as a couple episodes of the Vibrarian show last year. Marcus, you are amazing and I really appreciate you coming on tonight as well. Thank
1: you.
2: Oh, you're awesome. Thank you, Joelle. And hello, Paula.
1: Hey Marcus. Glad to join <laughs> you tonight. So let me
0: ask, I know this is a great topic, so I mean, as I was describing that, I know. (laughs) So what made you giggle, Marcus, as I was describing tonight's I just,
2: I I felt it. I don't know what it was. It was Paula and you, and it's like almost, I guess the excitement, and, uh, you know, maybe that's a sign of what's to come. It was just a good feeling, and I just felt like giggling. I felt you guys were giggling, too, and maybe you were hiding it better than I was. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, do you have any personal experience
1: that as I was talking I about ju- that whole I want to jump right Come in. I just I just Okay, want to jump right in. Um I I have something around all of these but not necessarily in the in a in the ways that you think. In terms of the the topic astral travel, um I uh shared last week that I had a lot of near death experiences and my experience in terms of the astral plane is not really dwelling in it or being in it but um the first time I remember really specifically um Jesus actually led me um from my body to uh uh to the light and um I remember very specifically um As we were passing through the astral plane, and I remember looking around and seeing all these souls, and they were like reaching out to me, and and Jesus called back to me, don't look at them. He said, look at the light, don't look at them. And So I did what he said, and I ascended, Um, but I could tell that it was a trap. I mean, it's totally a trap, Um, and that I could have gotten stuck they're in the astral plane because often um when people go through trauma um and if they're still in their body um uh they they get dissociated leave their body and then visit other um disheartening or in in very difficult um arenas where there are trapped souls and these souls are trapped because they have demonic entities attached to them and they have um uh, that's the nature of trauma. Trauma can um, uh, um, cause someone to have entities attached to them, and then they get stuck in the trauma loop. Um, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but anyway, my experience of the astral plane is actually I don't want to be there. <laughs> um, and I am not necessarily, I wouldn't say I am, uh, I'm not someone when I meditate, I uh don't um i do not try to meditate on this so i just wanted to jump in and talk about this aspect of the astral plane because it is a mixed bag it's it's not um it's not all bad uh there are uh, many spiritual practices where you um, you are astral traveling and you are experiencing having amazing experiences, um, but it also is uh, it's the web around the planet. It is the it's the stuck consciousness around the planet as well, and it is a fourth dimensional energy. So that was to
0: ask you what it, what is the, as you understand it? How would you then
1: re describe the astral plane? How I I would describe the astral plane is um, it is a web around the planet, and there are discarnates or or stuck souls that are trapped in this dimension. Um, And uh, children often, when they have nightmares, because they're so open, what they are experiencing actually is... Um, beings from this astral plane as they leave their body they are experiencing beings from this dimension Um, and so uh, parents often are not um, concerned they don't they dismiss it but children are actually experiencing the astral plane with these nightmares that they talk about this is very real for children the astral plane
0: okay and Marcus, what is your understanding and experience with the astral plane?
2: Uh, with me, it's a little different. Um, I, I definitely understand what she's saying. And I, I guess my experiences and how I learned how to utilize my gift, I used to do a lot of meditating. I, I probably need to do a lot more. <laughs> and. When I would meditate, I would literally leave my body and travel up. And, and I've always had this thing of flying. All my life has been I can fly. So whatever I'm doing, whenever I'm dreaming, and, and astral plane just helped it out, I, I would take off and, and leave my body, look at myself as I float up and go through the ceiling, you know, and take off and, and go somewhere. I would go across the country, out over the ocean, you know, and that was just my experience, and I never had an issue with getting back to my body. Um, my situation was a little different because a lot of times as a medium, whenever I want to connect with someone who's crossed over, I imagine myself leaving my body as I'm sitting there talking to the person. And I, I literally, and this is how it works for me, and this is just me and my thing, but I literally astral plane myself up to the gates of heaven And I asked the guards standing there who are like, ten times my size to please allow me to speak to such and such or whatever. And and once that person comes through the gate, I ask them to follow me back, and then I start communicating with the person I'm speaking with. And a lot of times when I do that, I take the time, I meditate, I, I do it right, I have a really, really, really good reading because I feel like I brought that person's energy, spirit, you know, there to have the conversation and that's how I end up saying some things on the way, like, Well, how'd you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it didn't come from me. You know, it, it's definitely the, the gift. So astroplaning to me is, is a little different. However, I totally understand it. Um I've even like read up on some articles on um you know how they say the government use people who can astroplane to find terrorists and do this stuff like that and they they always want to know how did they find this person and this, that and the other. I I think it's a, a lot of uh, validity to it. It's very interesting situation, and, and it's, it's something worth looking into and investigating. If you don't know anything about it, I would say definitely look it up. Um, but that's my experience with it. it it's something that is spiritual. You, you're literally using senses that you don't normally use to do it. And, and to me, it's an experience because I end up learning. The more and more I meditate, the more and more I try to, to astral plane. And I believe when we sleep at night, our spirits literally, you know, rise up from our bodies to communicate with our spirit guides, our angels and the people that guide us because that's how we get fed spiritually. We, we learn things and we grow, and and that's how your gifts grow as well because I, I think you have to communicate with your spirit and your spirit guides. And it's not always, you know, hey, come talk to me. I think when your mind is relaxed and spiritually you're relaxed, your spirit doesn't sleep, which is probably why I don't sleep that often because I'm I'm usually up and 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 I might sleep three to four hours a night on average, and and I think that's probably why because I, you know I'm I'm always receiving I'm always open to everything and I have to learn to shut it off so I can get some rest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
1: Marcus oh. um you are extremely uh gifted and um I just want to make this comment um, you uh have had very specific training in past lives um to be able to do uh what you're doing now and how this is a gift for you um, you have had uh um some different incarnations uh looks like specifically a Tibetan monk um and uh several lifetimes as a tibetan monk um uh learning this specific um way to meditate um mm-hmm. so i i'm glad that That's you're interesting able you you're on the that show tonight because, and that you're able to um yeah. share this
2: i'm into, i'm glad you this said is said that amazing because, yeah to me it's um, it's something i've always thought of i i never gotten with anyone before who specializes in past lives and I've always wanted to know about myself and past lives and everything, and 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 one of the things I've always felt was that I've learned to meditate and I've learned to train my 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 spirit and and brain to do certain things. So I I think you you hit the nail on the head with that, and I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Um, I think that. Uh... The way that you um, – I just want to keep going here. You, the way that you um, describe this and how easy it is for you to access it, um, you probably would be a very good teacher uh, and possibly could be um, leading some groups uh, in in uh, this specific uh, way of meditating because um, people need – someone like you to be able to to um guide them in this specific meditation and also because you already it's like you have this pathway you came in with it already your mind trained in this way and so it's easy for you to access now and so for you to teach this uh in the future and this is a i'm I'm encouraging you to do this and think about this um you will help others be able to access it. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a Reiki master giving Reiki to someone. As they come to your class, they also will be able to access these realms um, much more easily and not be um, dipping into uh, lower-level vibrations that some people can go into. So I just want to encourage you.
2: Absolutely, thank you so much. I appreciate that, and I do want to teach. Anything I learn, I don't, I do not mind sharing and teaching. Um, I've never had the opportunity to do that, but that's something that I'm definitely interested in, and that's with any gift that I have. You know, being clairvoyant is the main, but I, I don't mind sharing anything I learn.
0: Well, let me just insert here and do a shameless plug for the Vibrarian and the Vibrary, as you both know. This radio show and the events that I'm having in the Atlanta area are all part of the spreading of knowledge that each of us have. And I believe that it's part of my mission to provide a platform for us all to share our wisdom. So I am going to be offering classes that you can come to the library either virtually or in person in the Atlanta area. So, Marcus, I will be reaching out to you uh, to go I'm ahead ready. and get one of your classes <laughs> scheduled. So this is perfect. Now, I love this show. This is the perfect kind of uh, convergence of information. I do have several callers who are on the line listening. So if anyone has any questions, go ahead and hit your one key on your phone, and I'll bring you on at, uh, to try to get your question asked. But I also wanted to back up a little bit then and say that – so. As I understand astral travel as a concept that a part of your soul self or higher consciousness uh, would be able to leave uh, in an aware state, leave your physical body, and you always hear Uh of this concept of the silver cord that connects then your soul self and your 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 body self to each other and that is the unbreakable bond between those two portions of yourself Now, is that how both of you understand the connection of soul-self? And before you answer, let me also interject that I do know, Paula, we will come back to the subject of walk-ins in a few minutes once we (laughs) cover this initial area. (laughs) So is there a silver cord? Do you see it? Do you experience it? How do you know where your home is? Is it gravity?
2: Well, I can answer that easily. I, I've never heard of a silver cord. I've never experienced it. Um, I've always, even as a kid, had a great sense of direction, um, and I just mentally, once I see something and see what direction or where I am, I, I tend to know which way to go and which way to travel to get back to myself. I, I don't. Um, I don't think I've ever heard about a silver cord before. Um, it's interesting that um you said that actually because I've never heard that but that would be a really good thing to have I guess to find your way
1: back. Um I am I am aware of my silver cord and have been since I got uh turned on to energy work in the nineties and um uh, it's um I'm aware of it more so from energy work so I don't astral travel so I don't necessarily work with it from that standpoint I just work with it in terms of my energy field and um, the silver cord in terms of energy work it's like I'm I'm dealing more with um, like attachments to the silver cord or something pulling on the silver cord as opposed to using as it um I'm using it for different purposes but yes I do relate to the silver cord is what I want to say use it more for energy work okay and in my energy so, work and also other people's uh silver cord as I work on them and helping that be clearer cuz it can have attachments to the silver cord
0: Okay.
1: Lower level so, energy attachments.
0: So let's talk for a little bit then about the beings that are in the astral plane. And one of the things that I do want to do is demystify things so that there is not fear, but that people have a healthy respect for something if they are involving themselves in it. So I guess it's a finely nuanced <laughs> kind of conversation. Uh, because some of the things that we've talked about so far could certainly make a person say, oh, I don't want to do that, <laughs> you know? So, uh, <laughs> Marcus, like, uh, what are your experiences of the energy in the astral plane? I know you said you go uh, so, talk to...
2: Yeah, it's it's a different type of uh, of feeling. Um, a lot of times when... Um, I'm not even paying attention. Or a lot of times during my readings, I get this flow of electricity that kind of flows from my head, and it's more like the back of my head. It starts there, and it shoots down my body through my arms and legs and everything, and then back up to my head. And a lot of times, whenever I, you know, meditate and astral plane and, and leave myself, it's like I'm surrounded by that. I, I feel it from the tips of my fingers to you know the 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 top of my shoulders and everything and i feel like it's around me almost like a force field and i I'm, I'm i'm sort of a big kid you know i grew up on x men and and comic books and all of that stuff and so that just it it just it fit me to the point where i understood everything so clear and and i knew what to do with it when i got it and, and I, I i knew what to say to myself oh this is just my energy field and and, and you know, nothing can get through it. I can't be harmed. A lot of times when you feel like you're in a place where you're not safe or there's a negative energy or something that you feel might try to jump on you, especially if you are a sentient like me, um, I, I tend to extend that field out to protect myself because, number one, I have to get back to my body. And, two, I don't want anything following me or getting into my, you know, spirit trying to mess with me. I've I've been fearful before around some people and, and some places where I extended it out automatically and it was like rather I was astral than i not. You know, I, I want to protect myself and even extend it out to protect the ones around me. So energy plays a big part of that. And, and, and I'm to the point now, even though it feels like electricity, and you know how electricity and water don't mix, I can create this energy field inside a swimming pool or a bathtub, you know, with water now to the point where water doesn't even affect it. And it, it's something I've, I've, I guess, practiced for a long time. And that's, that's why I'm able to do it. I don't, maybe some people can hook me up to a machine or something to see what it is. I have no idea. <laughs> but it, 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 it's something to me that, that's definitely strong. I, I put it in my fingertips and pray for people and and, and see some healing happen. So it, it's something there about it. I don't quite understand it all the way, but it's it's definitely something about protection to meet with energy,
1: yes, you have a lot of oh. gold light around you as you're talking you You work with a lot of gold light gold is a spiritual attainment, and um it's it's the highest uh vibrational energy that you're working with.
2: Wow. And there's, there's a lot now, of, Paula, a lot I
1: still don't know,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> we're learning together, and every mystery right. we approach unlocks another mystery, and I'm just loving it I'm having a big smile on my face right now, so <laughs> Me too. now, Paula, you shared your experience was a bit more uh, cautious when
1: when one hears your story, so on the astral well, realm, there, I'm doing something completely different um he's he is. Working from a place of um, meditation, and my experiences are—I'm in a whole nother uh, at, uh, realm with it. I'm—I I, am—I'm a near deather, so I'm dealing with life and death. Um, so mm. I'm uh, when I left, you know, it's not like I've got some. Like the silver cord is attached, I am gone i I am truly dead for minutes. You know what I'm saying it's like i'm not I'm not connected um and so uh, there's a difference there when you know you're you have life force in your body and when you don't mm. you see what I'm saying? It's like when you have life force in your body that that uh then you're basically your silver cord is attached there's you are still um there's still some consciousness that is functioning in your body um for me uh i was gone uh completely gone and so it's a different reality once you you know you you're in transition you know i'm literally in transition and you know I'm on my way to the other side. I'm on my way to heaven, and so um, that's the difference between what he's experiencing and then being a near deather. It's a it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. Because then you're you know then then it becomes, um, it, it is sort of life or death as well for my soul too. It's like you know once you're in transition, and this is. I know isn't quite the topic that uh, that we are talking about because, you know, you're wanting to to bring some guidance to um, astral travel, which I think Marcus um, is a great example of. And I'm sort of coming from a different perspective of being a near-deather and I'm dealing with life or death and life or death also as I am in transition and going to heaven because it is... Um, easy to get caught up in, um get into um, what is around you as you're going to the light. And um, you've heard – we've all heard this. It's like focus on the light when you go to the light, and it's true. You really want to because the other alternative is the astral plane, which um, – in the greek mythology is called Hades. That's Hades. Hades is the astral plane. Um and Hades uh, you know this could be hell. I mean this could be another this wow. this is in some ways in some ways um it it is uh it is a living hell for those souls um discarnates that are um they're lost. They're stuck. They um they don't know how to get out and the remedy um, for these lost souls that are on the uh, trapped in the astral plane around the earth are mediums um, who are in the body. Um, and any medium who has an encounter with a discarnate, it really is up to us to send them to the light and tell them to go to the light. Um, exactly. And there are many, many different ways um to to assist them and do this as there are many different types of mediums and the different gifts that we have but basically we all do have a responsibility if we are a medium to assist those um discarnates and and tell them to go to the light and depending on how much trauma they have is is sort of how stuck they are and um possibly have demonic attachments which makes it difficult and that's a whole other thing we could get into that I could help with down the road we can have a whole other conversation about how to how to help uh, this body of um, beings that are out there that would be definitely be a good topic for maybe next time
0: yeah, it's quite intriguing as you're talking. So, I mean, what I'm hearing then is a difference, say, for you, Marcus, that sometimes you would be, if you're going up to heaven and, you know, speaking, bringing presences um, with you to meet with loved ones, that would not be the discarnate but a uh, discarnate would be one that uh, kind of just would be in your presence trying to get your attention because, like, we see it on TV shows all the time. I think there was that whole show Medium where she would start to see these uh, these uh, ghosts around, see clairvoyant images and pictures, and then they would all have something relating to their death that they were not in peace with and they, she would have to connect them with their loved one, and once they did that, then they went into the light. So that would be two different categories of, of mediumship, correct, Marcus?
2: Yeah, you can look at it that way. Um, I, I've, I've been – there have been times when I've connected with people that have crossed over, and I went to the, you know, what I consider heaven's gate, and no one came, you know, but I still was able to, you know, connect with them. And I think that's because, like, Paula hit the nail on the head. You know, there are some souls that aren't there. They're they're stuck in what, what you would call Hades. You know, they're stuck in limbo and not quite there. Like, um, there was someone that was murdered, and I was communicating with this person and talking mm-hmm. to his daughter. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I tried going to the gates and trying to get him and get his attention. I couldn't feel anything, so I just came back to her. You know, I brought myself back to my body and started speaking to her, and he literally walked up behind me and, and just, you know, I, I'm like, well, where did he come from? Because that's when I have to question, you know, are you the right person? You know, I, I don't know. I don't want to be communicating any wrong images. So he had to say something to me to tell her to convince not only myself but convince her as well that I have the right person because I don't want no other energy to come in and interfere, you know. And and that's one of those situations where you have to really stay protected and, and you have to help them, you know, as Paula said, you know, go into the light. And, and you know, you talk about something that makes you a little nervous and, and want, you want to fire up the sage and get your crystals out and everything <laughs> because you don't know what you're dealing with, but you don't want no drama. You know, you don't want anything negative or bad coming to you. And it was a really good reading. It was just one of those things where he had to tell me something specific that I didn't know that that convinced her, you know, that that I was talking to her dad, you know. And then it became a really good reading, but I didn't find him at Heaven's gates; He came to me, you know, and where he came from, it must have been like Paula said, you know, he, he came from somewhere else. And maybe he saw me or heard me or whatever and knew I was communicating with her and figured that was his time to get a word in, you know. It was just one of those things. It it, it shocked me because it was probably the first time I had done that, you know, and and not found someone at the gates and and tried to communicate with
0: them.
1: Um, this I could talk a lot about this. I could talk a whole lot about all of this. Um, I, when I uh read for people, um, and they uh uh they are needing me to contact a loved one, I always ask um. The being uh and discern whether or not the person has ascended or not, in other words, has that person gone uh to the light and have they gone through their life review? I get real specific questions that I ask internally to try mm-hmm. to figure out the where uh is the person. Um, are they still on the earth plane are they waiting for the loved one to uh, let them go or are they dealing with trauma you know try to try to get into some detail about what's happening with them before I start trying to communicate because sometimes um, I find that the vibration when they're still uh, waiting on the earth they're waiting for the person to, to make peace or something along those lines and they're waiting to have an ascended um the vibration is is not uh uh pure, and you can feel the some of the attachments to the to the i i feel the attachments um that are associated with that being because they like to stand right next to me, so i'm feeling everything that they're experiencing.
2: i was about to ask, I was about to ask you that paul like do you feel like you're being surrounded like people are coming up trying to <laughs> make themselves known to you like right now? 'Cause I, I kinda feel that way And it's like, okay, where are these people coming from? I'm like, No, no, no,
0: <laughs> like, I didn't I didn't open
2: the door and say come on in. I'm just like we're having a discussion, but it's like I feel like people are coming around. I don't know if it's people on the line waiting to talking. I don't know what that is, but I'm like, uh, Hey, I didn't find Well
1: up they're yet. they're they're watching and, and waiting for their opportunities, but um
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh and in what? time and you know, do, I've been doing this for a long time, so it's taken a long time for me to get to a place where I get to set boundaries with um, people who've passed, just like I do with people on the earth plane. But um, that's that's an important aspect for me as a reader, is to make sure I I set those boundaries and um, right. Those The beings around me know that, so, uh, you know, if I'm tired or whatnot, it's like, sorry, I can't deal with you right now, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I I,
1: I've always known I, I had to... a
2: gift that didn't know it, and then it was probably about 10 years ago when I started learning about it and developing it, and I think it's been there pretty much my whole life, but once I started learning what I was getting into, and my aunt is clairvoyant, she's the one who kind of put me on my path. And, you know, I, I took a lot of lessons from her and how to do readings and stuff like that, and that's that's where it came from with me. I wish, I mean, I missed out on so many years I could have been doing readings and things, but I I think it just wasn't my time because, you know, it happened when it was supposed to.
1: Yes, sounds I like it. I need to <clears throat> jump
0: in, uh, both of you. This is just so fascinating. I wanted to let our listeners know that this is the Vibrarian show, and I'm on the line with... Marcus Howell and Paula Gore, and we're having quite a lively discussion, and I I hate that we only have 20 minutes left in tonight's episode, and I guarantee that we will be coming back to discuss this some more. I do want to shift gears real quick, because I did have people who were specifically listening tonight because they wanted to understand about lucid dreaming, and I want to be very clear that what we have been talking about is not lucid dreaming. This is a specific kind of journeying with the astral projection, astral travel, or out-of-body experiences. So let's get into lucid dreaming for this this last segment here so we can put some framework around that for people who really want to know. So what I know lucid dreaming to be is when you actually are aware that you are dreaming – and that you can start to actually choose your it's kind of like choose your own ending adventure those books we used to read as teenagers you begin to actually not just experience the dream plot but you begin to be able to shift change or change perspectives on purpose to different players in the play, so to speak, as this dream is unfolding. Um, do either of you lucid dream on purpose or on accident? And do you see it as different from astral travel?
1: Um,
2: I, 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 I I'm going to I'll let Paula go first.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. So again, I'm I'm going to vary like I did with astral travel because. My dreams, uh, when I have lucid type dreams, they're more like either visitation dreams, shamanic dreaming, um, uh, dreaming with my totems, my animal totems, and uh, they will come in when I as prompting um, and guide me and show me changes about to come. Um, I need to get prepared, um, and these are the types of dreams that i have that i would call more like uh journeying dreams visitation dreams um sometimes i will have people um come in and uh visit me as well and um are guiding me or giving me messages from time to time um and uh And then just going off on topic a little bit, um, sometimes when I dream, and this doesn't happen very often, but when it does, God, I love it. Uh, Sometimes um, I leave the earth plane um, and I will go home um, and uh, be with my people. And when I do this and I come back in my body, I just feel like, wow, I can just keep going. It's just an amazing experience. Um so on the topic I can't say I do uh, uh I dream uh where I can I can be sort of in control of my dreams um most of the time uh I I I dream and uh half the time I don't remember half the time I, f- I feel like I'm not really very gifted in this area but um Except for ha- experiencing these visitation dreams, which um, have been absolutely amazing in, uh, with this, particularly with the animal totems. Hmm. Okay. So I can get detail in that, but I'm going to let Marcus talk on this because <laughs> I have a feeling he may he may have more to share around the specific area.
2: That that's very um, interesting that you brought it up. Joel, because um, one, I I've been doing this for like years. However, I never had a technical name for it. So until you just gave that description a moment ago, I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad that you gave me the breakdown on that, and that's exactly what it is. It's almost like you're aware that you're dreaming, but you have some control. You're 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 one of the authors. You can write pretty much what's going to happen, and and you feel like you're setting things up, you're switching things up. You're not always in control, but you have a lot of control as opposed to most dreams when you don't have any control at all. And and I've experienced that. um, As a matter of fact, um, I want to say not every night, but I'm going to say at least two or three times a week um, I'll experience that. And it'll come from me, I guess, not being fully asleep because I don't really sleep deep sleep that often, and then a lot of times when I'm just laying there and my eyes are like wide awake and I feel like I'm wide awake, that's when it usually happens. And there are some times when I know I'm laying in my bed, it's not that I'm astral or I'm projecting anywhere, I, I feel like I'm dreaming, and I know I'm dreaming. And I'll say to myself, well, I'm going to go outside and get in the hot tub. And I'll literally go outside, get in the hot tub, and then it's like some kind of cartoon happens or something to the fact where I know I'm dreaming, and I'm like, this can't be real, (laughs) you know. Um, You know, it's one of those things where I kind of laugh at it. It, it, It's interesting and it's funny. And it's so strange because, like, the more and more we have this conversation and the deeper it gets, I keep finding myself, like, I'm sitting in my dining room and I keep, like, seeing these shadows and I'm looking up, like, you know, what's that? And I'm looking in the other direction, and I'm like, okay, I'm about to burn some sage in here because this conversation is getting really deep. <laughs> <laughs> We're checking
0: a lot of uh, psychic energy on this uh, conversation. Now, it's I do really know that too. I <laughs> Well, I have uh, done a little bit more personal work and research in terms of lucid dreaming because I, I think that I – learned it as a technique to manage nightmares and reoccurring things that you can... actually turn around if you're being chased. You know, we all have the dreams that are kind of symbolic of our subconscious, and then some of us have dreams that are a little more either precognition or past life visions or more psychic in nature, but that uh, it's a tool that is used for people who do experience like uh, nightmares and night terrors and things like that where you can learn how to sleep at a lighter state of uh i can't remember if it's alpha beta theta, which level it is, but there is a lot of information on YouTube where you can listen to things like uh um, hypnosis sessions that will take you to just that what they call the Twilight. Uh, which is neither awake nor fully asleep, and that you can purposely set your intention to lucid dream. You can set that intention at night to say, when I dream, I will become aware in my dream, and I will have full control and power and awareness. And just even stating that as an intention can open up the ability for you then to have some mode of, again, of control of your your role in the play that unfolds in your head during your dream time. So um, there are things called, um, if you want to research after the show, wake back to sleep or wake back to bed method, which is a way that you can set intentions for yourself. And you can uh, they'll have you set your alarm actually at a phase based on however many hours you might have been asleep. And that you'll just turn off your alarm and allow yourself to fall back asleep, but not all the way deep back in. And you can start to do uh, exercises and journaling exercises the next day as part of this whole lucid dreaming experience. So I would definitely recommend to people that you can get out there. And one of the methods they say is to look at your hand in your dream. If you... um, And I can't remember if you're supposed to be able to see your hand solid or if you see your hand not solid. I'll have to research it a little and I'll definitely follow up next week. But there's a way to know whether you're in the dream or in reality uh, by looking at your, you know, this, your own hand in front of your face. And I will be sharing posts and links about all of this on the Vibrarian Facebook page. I do invite you to pop over there, join the community, because um, this is the kind of stuff that is really just the tip of the iceberg, and there's so much more that we could get into. So that will be a way for me to continue to share information with you on an ongoing basis. I can see myself Googling for several hours from now on (laughs) based on some of the things we've been (laughs) talking about this evening that I need to get some clarification on. So we're down to our last 10 minutes of the show. And so I would want to know if either of you have just briefly some bit of advice uh, based on everything that we've talked about this evening for those who are either encountering the astral, or lucid dreaming oh and I did forget I do I think we'll have to split this off into the next show because there is some issue of sleep paralysis which is quite a whole nother thing that people experience so I will table that mm-hmm. for another show discussion uh, for those of you that have tuned in for that we'll follow up with this next week but um, do either of you have any last-minute advice wisdom Cautions, instructions. Uh, I'll
1: start with you, Paula. Um, well, I think Marcus probably might be better than me on on both subjects, actually. Marcus, how about you jump in?
2: Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I was going to say uh, definitely look into getting crystals. Uh, one of the things my aunt shared with me, my aunt, I call her JJ. Her name's Johnny Fury. She's a very, very, very talented, clairvoyant, and sensitive. And she shared with me before I started learning anything that I needed to get a smoky quartz and a tourmaline crystal. And one is for grounding and the other is for protection. And those two crystals together were like the first things I went to purchase you know, once I started reading books and learning and taking classes and everything. So those two really helped me. You need to be grounded. And everybody has something that they do that grounds them. Some people walk on the grass barefoot. Some people eat chocolate. Everybody has something that grounds them that makes them feel normal. Always find a way to ground yourself and and see what works for you because that's how, you astral plane, and get back to yourself. that's how you you know keep your clear head as opposed to you know swallowing whatever you're being fed you know from other spheres or whatever you know always ground yourself and protect yourself and and I think if you start with that,
1: you really can't go wrong. I would concur well, i mean that's, completely I would, uh, that's, grounding it grounding is is the on um, basis for doing any type of uh, spiritual practice, new spiritual practice, is um, do the things that ground you, connect you with the earth, and stones uh, definitely do that. Um, uh, there may be other things, such as um, aromatherapy, also can be a grounding tool for those that, that are sensitive to smell. Lavender, in particular, can be uh, calming and assist in the process. Of relaxation to deepen in the process. Um, music, uh, possibly uh, very um, sedative music, could help induce um, the states of relaxation. Native American flute music in particular may be very um, calming and help you uh, begin to drop down into into these uh, lower levels of um, deeper levels of uh, consciousness that you're trying to attain yeah. um, and definitely being on the ground uh, I think a, helps a great deal uh, if you are at all um, feeling either uh, afraid or nervous then you want to be able to connect with those things spiritually that help you feel connected to your light, to the to your divine nature, and whatever your spiritual practice may be. Um, and then if you're trying to explore what that spiritual practice is, um, then listen quietly to your own guidance, um, and you may begin to tune in to hear um, possibly the angelic presences, and uh possibly um there may be ancestors uh for some people and uh ascended masters um as well for others, uh that may be um connecting you you with your divine light. This is totally just agree. the most fascinating.
0: I would say this is just great. I'm on seventh heaven right now because uh, I'm getting to talk with people about things that uh, may seem unusual. If you're listening in this evening, there have been several people listening through the phone line and through our website. I am so thankful that you are here sharing in this with us, and we will be back next week for part two of this conversation so I'll uh, go ahead and schedule that now with the two of you. If you would not mind coming back next Thursday, I'll definitely remind you, but I want to get into um, a little bit more with the additional tip of the iceberg kind of things because we didn't even get to walk-ins. We really didn't get into sleep paralysis, and there seems to be a whole lot more on the astral realm that is uh, there for us to talk about. So, And then the, we'll do another episode on near-death experiences, Paula.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I um and I would love to be able to do that next Thursday evening. Um I am gonna be teaching chakra toning at the Georgia Dowsers meeting. Um it's gonna be uh from like seven to nine, so um I won't uh, I won't be here to, to have to plug okay. in. I'm so sorry. I well, would love I- to be here. Well, what I will do is I will get with
0: both of you, and we will schedule this directly to continue this particular conversation because I do have some other topics lined up for everybody. Um, Now, for people who are interested in contacting either one of you for private reading services, Paula, how can
1: people reach you? I'm at 404-594-0062.
0: Okay, and Marcus, for people who want to reach out for you for private services?
2: Well, um, the easiest way is Facebook. Um, I have a clairvoyant Marcus Howell page, and a lot of times I'll get requests through there, and then I'll give them a number that they can call, and, you know, we can do readings over the phone. If they're in the Atlanta area, I don't mind, you know, traveling to do a reading. To me, they're just as good in person as they are over the phone, but, I think in person is just a little bit better, you know, and um, I do a lot of traveling. So sometimes I've I've done readings in California and Michigan, which is where I'm from, and um, New York and Florida and stuff like that. So it all depends on the schedule, the time to set up, who it is, whenever. Um, but that's the best way to get in touch with me, clairvoyant, Marcus Howell on Facebook, and um, I also mm-hmm. have a Twitter. And any way to try to find me on any social media, you just type in Marvel 72 M-A-R-V-E-L-L72, and that's me.
0: <laughs> okay. Excellent, and uh, I can say that not only am I a friend, but I've been a client of both of you on different times, and uh, it's actually been quite life-changing each time. Both of you have given me very wonderful information from my spiritual guides and angels and from Knowledge of my past lives, Paula, as well, and I'm really excited that you two of you kind of got to experience that with each other this evening as you're having the conversation. Now, coming up on the Vibr coming up on new episodes of the Vibrarian Show every Thursday night. We're on a quest, and we have I will be talking about astral projection and lucid dreaming, part two. Um, I am going to have an episode about Akashic Records, and I have an Akashic Record reader who is quite amazing that is going to be a special guest on that show. And then I have... um, past life regression as a topic, and I think I'm kind of just working my way through the alphabet (laughs) with the A's. I think we're spending a lot of time because we did astrology last week. So you can find past episodes of of the Vibrarian show as well as the Psychic Inside show, which happens every Tuesday, on my YouTube channel. And you will have to search for The Vibrary on YouTube. That's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. I don't have a channel name yet because I need more subscribers before YouTube will let me claim my little piece of their real estate with my brand. So if you click on over there and subscribe to my channel, if you join my Facebook community at The Vibrarian, you can keep up to date with all of the shows and activities and classes and retreats that are going to be happening. On Tuesday nights, the show is the Psychic Inside Show, and that is where I feature every week someone who is a psychic who has discovered their gifts and abilities, and they come online to share with us that deeply personal story of how they came to understand who they are. And so we spend about two hours in that conversation, and we also have opportunity for our callers to receive complimentary mini readings during the last half hour of the program and those have been quite interesting for us to listen to as they have happened in live space on the air that's quite interesting as well so this has been the vibrarian show and i'm joelle and i just Thank you so much for spending your time with me having these conversations. Uh, You could be doing any number of other things, but if you took the time out to listen online or to call, I'm very much grateful for your energy and attention sit this way. I hope that you have a wonderful week and that you have all of the blessings and things that uh, can you can possibly hold and that, that you have less stress and problems. And Paula and Marcus, thank you so much for coming this evening. I truly appreciate your wisdom and contribution.
1: Thank you, Joelle. It's been thank great. you,
2: Joelle. And nice to meet you, Paula.
1: And you too, Marcus. I really enjoyed being with you. <laughs>
0: So, all, thank you so much. This has been The Vibrarian Show. Namaste.